everyone. Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram live podcast where I sit by my window and chat with very interesting people. Today's final guest for season four is Alana Dunkelman. So excited to have her. And let's see if it works. I'm gonna invite her in. Here we go. Patiently waiting. It's gonna happen. God, your voice is adorable. This is why oh, you do voiceovers. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I was, I keep changing my chair and now I'm like, where is this angle? There we go. I'm, I'm okay with mine. Are you okay with yours? I'm okay with mine. Question for you is I need to get an ergonomic chair because I've been sitting like a shrimp. Like this is me. Like I like sit like this and I'm like, why does my back hurt? <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. That's a, definitely a typical posture. So just like totally forward. And yeah, that's, I always recommend that to patients. Just make sure you lean your neck really far forward. Yeah. Yeah, that's and perfect. And then like that's maybe exactly an awkward shoulder <laughs> Just like add some weird arms. Yeah. I also like sit on my legs weird and it's, uh, anyway, it's becoming a whole mess. My body, like I'm, I'm in my mid thirties and just like, turning the wrong way i'm in pain for like for weeks it's but you know what neck pain is the worst because it's always you do the smallest thing and then you're just out of commission for like i don't know almost a week sometimes and you go 100 percent, 100 percent. anyway uh if you have a chair recommendation please let me know. oh i have so many options to be discussed offline we will chat. wonderful you just want free physio that's not how it works here lady i'm interviewing you okay <laughs> no, but honestly, that is a fair question. Um, and I think it's so hard with the ergonomic chair because it really depends on the person. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll chat, we'll chat. Unless we'll you want to give me all your medical history online for everyone to know. So, uh, it's very long and interesting, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like here. that's, it's every, I find people's medical history fascinating. Not in a creepy way, just like, oh, it almost explains so much about a person and how they walk and how they move and you go, Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. hundred cool. percent. I think the body, uh, like holds on to a lot of our history and it totally shows like, in, and then that like goes into performance too. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that can totally be fascinating for sure. I, I want you to now audition for a character that needs the hunch and then you go, <laughs> I don't even, I'm doing it. Self tape two seconds. Got this. I'm, that's done. me. The breakdown, totally. <laughs> it's a female version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. And please, this is my life. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but how are you doing? How's life? Uh, life is good. Life is good. Um, enjoying the summer. True. Uh, been to the island a couple of times. It's great. How is the island? I never know what to do there. Uh, well, uh, I enjoy taking the ferry. And then huh? uh, you got to bring a couple of sandwiches. You got to bring some Ooh. cold beverages okay. and uh, a towel, and then you just sprawl out and just enjoy yourself. So um, what's the go-to sandwich? Avoids, uh, so if, uh, for people who are not from Toronto, there's uh, some islands uh, just south oh, of yes. the city. Good, good. And then uh, you. you can take a ferry over, and there's some lovely different sections. And uh, there's uh, Center Island, which is more for, like, Oh, as a no. child, yes, the kitties. Yeah. All the rides that you think are so scary, and then you grow up and you go, that's the, 
that's not really a hill. Okay. <laughs> Perception. That's right. I think I'm the same height that I was as a child, though. So. Oh, my God. Wait, how tall are you? 5'2". No. Okay. Can you imagine coming out of your mother's womb 5'2"? That's not even That would be disturbing. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Wrecked. Okay. That's too far? Maybe not. Uh, Maybe apologies not. To him. We'll just find out. Uh, I'm, I'm learning everyone's comedic limits. And I go, hmm, maybe that was a little mine. Maybe we'll not. We'll go back. We'll go back yeah, in. It's cool. On. Okay, so sandwich is a center island. Uh, not center island. One of the islands. Okay. One of the islands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what about you? How's, how's your summer going? Not too bad. Chatting with cool people like yourself. Uh, I feel like I like what's going on right now because I have a blue shirt and the white blinds. And then you have the blue background and the white shirtish, and it's a compliment. I like it. Yeah, I feel. You know what? Honestly, it's your finale, right? It's inadvertently we're very Israel right now. I didn't That's even true. plan it, and I'm like, look at us, two Jews, <laughs> blue and white. Okay, yeah, it makes me kind of proud. Okay. <laughs> I feel like. Are, do you wear a lot of Jewish stars? Like, no. is that, I, I don't do that either, but I see a lot of people rocking, like, the Jewish star look. I go, that didn't make it look cool. Yeah, I have that. I have a really beautiful one from my, um, my grandmother that I should pull out. I have, like, a box full of, like, it's not expensive jewelry. It's yeah. just, like, you know, little odds and ends that you've accumulated or, like, you've kind of, like, inherited or, like, you know, people have given you over the years. And I hardly wear jewelry. Uh, I my I, my uh, husband and I got married about uh, well it's gonna be a year soon uh, and muscle tough thank you uh, we did a a wonderful COVID Zoom wedding uh, which was great it was actually perfect like yeah. nothing wrong with weddings weddings are amazing they're so much fun uh, I love when couples make it about themselves I've been to some really great ones in the past but we were trying to plan one. And it was uh, last year, and numbers were starting to go up, and it was just like, uh, 25% capacity if you want dancing. And it was like, that's not going to be fun. So yeah. we just, uh, we got an officiant and got married in our condo and did it on Zoom. And it was wonderful. And we saved, like, who knows how much money. But I, so now $2. I have a, a cute little ring that I love, and it's very pretty, but, like, uh, like it's I it took a little bit of it's, it's not like a huge rock or anything but like it took like a little while to get used to yeah it weighs the hand down sorry it just weighs the hand even if it's not it's barely a weight you go what is this new thing on my finger it's very yeah. yeah yeah uh but I did take it off uh I was on set recently and I I just like took it off because like you, you just I, I don't know if the character is married or not uh, it's not in the script so I I just I put it in like the, the zippy thing in my wallet just to like keep it aside and I totally forgot to you know put it back on and like a couple days later I felt my finger and I had like, like a little panic attack and I was like oh my god where's my ring so like I'm now I'm used to it but like I don't really wear jewelry day to day I don't know maybe like sometimes I go through phases so yeah. maybe I'll, maybe I'll pull out the the little star and rock it again you know oh I was just curious uh, I've never really asked anyone that but you know today I had a thought and I I whipped it out there go for it what is what does the cup say hello oh here's hello sunshine hello sunshine my so mom cute. calls me sunshine it's the sweetest thing <laughs> that's adorable I always think of that song you are my sunshine that was a classic 
That's oh where it's from, I think. I should probably ask her, but I'm pretty sure that's where it's from. That makes sense. I haven't, yeah. I'm trying to think of any other childhood song. That I don't think that's, I, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's from the alphabet song. So, uh. <laughs> that's so funny with, see, oh good, my husband just joined. See, I'm not the only one that struggles with wearing a ring, although we've been married for over seven years, so I should probably get better at that. But I just don't like things weighing my hand down. Uh, but also, sure. like, and you work with your hands a lot, right? Exactly. Yeah. But also, um, I sometimes wear it as a necklace if I feel like it, right? And, and then it's like my hands are free. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm not wearing it now as a necklace, and uh, we move on from there. There but you go. That's okay. <laughs> have, have you changed? Are you still working under Dunkelman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get. I know. I'm still Deverett. Uh, sorry, happy. Okay. <laughs> I use that for work. Okay. Oh, he's happy about it, I think. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, uh, that's, Steph oh, hello, Stefano, nice to see you. Uh, have you ever, have you done a live before? I've never done a live before. Oh, this is so exciting. I should probably explain. Um, so sometimes the comments are also delayed, which is also really funny. Um, so it could be referring to a previous thing we said, and we never know. And then if they tell us what they said, by the time they tell us, it's like past the time. So right. we're live, but the comments are delayed. I find it very confusing and entertaining at the same time. So yeah, that's the gist of it. But also everyone, thank you so much for commenting. Uh, see the heart, see the love, appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, you're doing well, great. Okay. Thank you for my first live. I was a little- I know, well, it's, it's daunting, right? You go, okay, well, everything I said, it's live and people can see, oh God. Uh. I, I have trouble sometimes uh, thinking on my feet and then I've listened back to interviews that I've done and the amount of likes that I've ah! said uh, uh, I, I start like, uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's a habit, but, uh, I'm, I'm trying to work on that. So, uh, not to be conscious of what I'm saying, because then you overthink what you're about to say, but it is, it is a habit. It is a habit. I think it's from our generation, the, the like, like, like type of thing. I, I wonder if our generation, we just, we weren't allowed to have a gap in our sentence. So while we're trying to formulate our thought, we use a filler word, so uh, or like, or something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. my best hypothesis with that one. Huh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I, I did a lot of things on Clubhouse, which was an audio only app, right. and all the rooms where people were teaching you how to speak better and sound more confident, it was take the time and give yourself that space and your thoughts are important. So the people that kind of commit not commit it wasn't a commanding presence but it was I have something important to say and I'm not going to rush to say it and I very much admire that because I'm just like mile a minute let's go let's talk because I don't think you're going to keep listening to me and I'm going to keep talking and talking and talking so that's that's just where I come from everyone interrupts each other in my family we've got to get our right. words in and then and then you hear these people and I go oh my god it's five minutes and you're still talking but I'm listening so there's something to it I Wish I could put it into practice myself. I admire the people that can. Well, I mean, practice makes perfect, right? So I think it's true. A little bit more uh, conscious of what we're saying, uh, recognizing. I, I do that too. I kind of ramble on and on and on. And then at some point, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to end this thought. Sentence thought? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to be more aware of that. So uh, thank you for letting me practice and of course. Uh, be here. I'm really excited. This is just practice for not saying too many likes. And if we, uh, you know, something else comes up in conversation, amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that 
if you're being conscientious of what you're saying, do you find that affects your self tape as an actor? Yes. Or even, oh yeah, okay. 100%, 100%. I think there's a difference between a character being self-conscious and an actor being self-conscious. So I I think a a character can 100% be self-conscious in a scene. I think it's written in uh, if it needs to be. Uh, you know, there, it, there's moments where like a character will break away and, um, you know, uh, collapse in on themselves or however, however that happens. But I think when an actor is self-conscious, that's where some disengagement happens because we get into our head. So we're thinking about that. There's a whole, you know, be in the moment. So I think that's, that is a symptom of being in your head where you're thinking about, oh, I didn't hit that moment, or you're celebrating a moment where, you know, you, you were really working on that moment, and then you hit it, and then you're celebrating yourself in your head about, oh, I, I cried so well, and you're not engaging with your, with your acting partner, or you're worried about a moment coming up, and then you're not in the moment. So I, I think, um, I think when we start getting in our head, we're not we're not being present with um, either the audience or, you know, if it's a, a play or if you're with an acting partner or your reader, if you're in your head, you're not engaging a hundred percent. So it's, I, I think it's a hundred, like it's, it's definitely something that I struggle with in my self tapes. I think everybody does, yeah. but it's, uh, it's, it's something that can be easily fixed and it's, 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 been really interesting to have so many self tapes uh, during the pandemic because I've been, I, I, you know, everybody has been forced to watch their self tape. Oh. No, it's great. It's great. Don't you want to see what you're doing? I mean, it is. It is great. It's very interesting, uh, especially for the commercial ones where I go, that's what I was doing. Okay. And haven't you gotten better now? I mean, that's a positive way to look at it. I think, okay, <laughs> I think, yes, I have, but that's also what was really helpful for me during the pandemic was seeing other people's self tapes and going, Oh, that's so interesting. And I learned so much from seeing how other people audition. I go, Oh, that, why was I doing what I was doing? That makes so much more sense. Uh, And I find I learn best that way instead of keeping, like, I just sometimes can't figure out what is wrong with what I'm doing. Right. Because I find I try so hard, or I think the character would try this hard. No, they wouldn't. No one, no one tries as hard in real life, or no one shows that they're trying as hard in real life. Well, so. my my favorite uh, thing that I learned from an acting teacher once was the only people who try to cry are actors in an acting class. <laughs> yeah, and it's true, and it's uh, we well, I, I think. I think we all care so much, right? Oh, so, so that much. makes sense. If you're, if we, we all, we want to be doing what we love. And that part of that is acting. And that's, and that's getting better at the craft. And that's, you know, uh, watching our self tapes or watching our work and being proud of it and believing ourselves. So we, we are doing everything we can to get there and that totally makes sense why we're like you're trying so hard I but I think that's I think that's a lesson in letting go and just trusting that you know what you're doing and you've done enough and you can just say f it I'm just gonna connect with my reader and just be there you know 
And it's, 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 it's said that is the hardest thing to do. That is the hardest thing to do as an actor. I find. No, no. And I, I agree too. It's even the, uh, Shaylin here says, yeah. Oh, uh, she's getting better at watching herself tapes, uh, self tape made, but yeah, no, generally hates watching herself on film. I get that. Uh, yeah. uh, Shaylin, uh, I loved your, uh, self tape, uh, May challenge. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, some actors, uh, I think there was, a like an act, not an acting coach, but just someone who's like inspiring other actors and yeah. challenge where they were doing the self tape May. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And I think I'm going to try to do that next year. That's just like picking a scene that you want to do and just Why next year? it. Why not self tape July? I what? mean, it's already kind of July 6th. August. 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 Act, acting August. August. <laughs> acting August. Yes, it's happening. We started it. Go. Okay. All right. That's perfect. <laughs> but I think the more you do something, the, instead of, because you know, there can be a, a drought, some, a drought is a weird word, but a dry spell of sorts. Ebbs and flows. Right? And then, and then all of a sudden, it's getting back, you're getting back into it and you go, what's a self tape? <laughs> how, do I, how do I do this? Uh, what, what was my setup? What was the angle of my life? What is, what is this? Okay. It's a, it's a muscle, right? Yeah, there, exactly. There were times when I, I didn't have um, any, uh, a, a large audition for a long time. And then you get one where it's, you know, seven pages and you have a million paragraphs and your brain goes, uh, I don't know how to do this anymore. Oh, Shailene. Uh, and uh, it, I, I, think it's, I think it's practice like anything. And, and you learn what's best for you. And I think the more you do something, uh, the easier it gets. Yeah. I think having sometimes, I, that's, I think that's what it is. I think like watching yourself, it's almost like an outside eye. So if you can see that something's not working, yeah. like you can kind of try to figure that out. And I think that's been like a big lesson during uh, this self-tape pandemic situation. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I think like if you don't do it for a while, it can be daunting to jump back in because there's there's so much to involved in acting. It's not just memorizing a script and then just, you know, acting that there's there's more to it and it's For sure. uh, it's I totally get that I totally get that when sometimes there's a a dry spell and then you have to like do a giant audition and your you know your brain goes completely I, I get it I've been there how, how do I act what uh, what does it how act? do okay uh act what? how I okay <laughs> what I find so you also coach right yeah and I find, you know, sometimes when a friend sends me a self-tape, not being attached to it, not having put the time in to just kind of read the script, get a sense of what I think the character is and watching that self-tape, I am able to coach or give feedback so much better. Than when it's not my I can own audition, exactly. it's the easiest thing in the world. You go, it's clearly yeah. this. This is what you're missing. This is what it needs. Ah, I wish I could do that to my self-tape. Because I can, I, after, after I remove myself, after I've taken away, I guess, maybe that emotional connection. Right. And then it's usually right after I submit and I go, oh, now I know what it was. Uh, can I, <laughs> it's always a couple hours. I'm like, oh, that's what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I get it now. All right, do you see it on TV? Yes, exactly. That's what it was. <laughs> Sometimes I, I like to read the other, like from the other character's perspective. Yeah. And then imagine what the, like with the character that I'm playing, what they would be doing so it kind of removes yourself a little bit so you're not so 
locked into, oh, this is what I think I should be doing. Oh, this is what I think they want. And it's, it, it kind of yeah, gives that like distance where it's like, oh, like this character's reacting to the character that I'm playing, what's going on. So it just kind of gives you like an, another perspective. So you're not so hyper-focused, but I totally get that. Like I've been there too, where you're, you're working on something, you know the breakdown, we, have, we get in our heads where it's like, oh, I'm not this character or I am this character or like, I don't, like, uh, this is what I really think it is. And then, you know, you're, you're having trouble with the moment and then you work on it with a friend or a coach and, and they just say something and it's, duh, like, obviously it was that. Why didn't I think of that? It, it happens, it totally happens to me. 100%. Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm with you on that. It, it happens a lot to me. It's, I mean, and that's I, oddly reassuring to hear, given that you are way farther along in your career than I am. So it doesn't matter how far up you are. I think there's always going to be that self-doubt of sorts or that, that kind of, what is, what is this beat? Why is, why is this theme here? I don't understand this. No, uh, no matter, I mean, maybe if it's really good writing, wouldn't that be great? Like, not that nothing is good writing. There is right. good writing out there. But if something you just read and you go, I know exactly what it is. I know exactly what this is. I understand every moment and go and then if you book it you book it but that confidence of going i know i have a sense of what this is i'm gonna do it i am confident and that is that is honestly it's not even the goal it's so weird i would like to book something but the goal is you almost will. To you will <laughs> you will you heard that yes it's uh don't fall for stamps but i think it's really important to have that confidence in yourself because otherwise you're it doesn't matter what agent you're with, what part you're auditioning for. If you don't believe that you can do it, you get on set. And then, you know, the environment's completely different than the self-tape you were creating. And the script changes, right? There's nothing. Things change. Things happen. Lines get cut. Blocking changes. Um, maybe your scene partner changes. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Uh, we're going to completely. No, it's just you. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. It's a monologue and I'm not talking to someone. That's cool. I do that all the time. But it's. I think it's that, I don't know, adaptability, I can't think of the word, but just that whole being able to believe that you can do it is, is so hard. And I find actors are so hard on themselves. And I know I'm doing a class now and I feel as though at the end of the class, when everyone does it, I think they're doing a great job and they go, I wasn't good. And I know I did that yesterday. I'm like, no, the shit. Uh, because it's so hard to, when I, when I get lost in a moment, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was present. You're like, no, you're not supposed to know that you're in the moment. I go, uh, it's confusing. It's, yeah. I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I think that the, the, the best auditions I've ever had were ones where I've left and have said, I, I don't even know what happens because if, if you leave and you go, yeah, I nailed it or, yeah. Oh, I did so bad. That means you're, that you were thinking like you were outside yourself and you were thinking about how you were doing as opposed to just surrendering to your work and surrendering to the, the scene. Um, it, it, it's so do you see i when i go outside myself i find it fascinating because i am literally outside of myself watching myself do a scene it's an out-of-body experience it is right? so trippy yeah i and it happens so often i'm like oh my god this is so weird especially because what you said oh yeah i nailed the moment and then i can't get then, then i'm out then it's robin watching robin I go, <laughs> get back in it feels there is this really weird movie or series I watched on Netflix. It was a British series. And they literally had the ability to go out of their bodies. Right. Oh, my God. I feel like this aura watching myself, if that's 
two out there, that's cool. But that's, that's how I feel sometimes. You know, it's just like, hello, Robin. Hey, what's up? Uh, let's, can you get back in my body so I can actually do a good self day? Thanks. Okay, cool. I find, uh, I used to have this, when, when I first moved to Toronto, uh, I, I would get so stressed about auditions and so built up and it would do a feedback. So I would actually like get like, not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a panic attack, but it was like, I would get like kind of ringing in my ears or like oh, kind of like right. eye flashes because right. I was so stressed out. And that was just me focusing on myself so much. And um, I, I've, I've worked with a, a coach who's really changed my perspective on it and his whole approach. Well, it's like a, he, he didn't make it up, but like his approach is to really like do your homework. There's it's 99% of acting is the preparation is knowing your text, understanding scene breakdown, understanding yourself, understanding emotionality, and then saying F it and completely engaging with your scene partner. And then that kind of takes the pressure off of you because you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're like, oh, my reader's an amazing actor. I'm going to make them an amazing actor. I'm not worried about what I'm doing. So it's, it's, um, that's made me a lot more relaxed in auditions and less like so vibrating. And, and that kind of goes into play with like trying so hard where you're yeah. just like, I really need to show them all my homework and I need to show them how good an actor I am. And I'm so amazing. And then it's like, calm down. You've done everything that you can do. Just engage with the reader, make them look good. And then that kind of takes the pressure off of you. And then I haven't had that like feedback situation in years. It's been, uh, a lot easier to let go and then I'm, st I'm still working on that like it's I, and, and to go back to what you were saying like I think I think confidence is fake I, I, I think you can be grounded in yourself but I, I think the people who say I'm so confident I'm so confident like it's it's always covering for something else and I, I think I'm, I'm totally open. Like I'm a, 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 a spaz and <laughs> like all the time and that's just who I am. But like, it's, it's learning to, okay, like take a second and deal with that anxiety. And that's not, that's not just me being where I am. And uh, like, I'm not famous by any means. I, I feel like I've had some success as a Canadian actor, but it, it goes all the way up the chain. Like I've, I won't, I won't name names, but like I've been on set before with some extremely successful, famous people who have had freakouts or have had some weird behavior, not even during acting, like between takes where you're, it's confounding that that person with their success and their confidence would be doing that. And it's, um, it's really interesting that people are just people, no matter how successful you are. It's true. And you know what? It's not even just actors, right? It could be no. directors. It could be producers. It could be anyone. Everyone. That's right. Acting. I mean, everyone is just kind of trying to keep it together and, and just get it done because it's this industry. It's moving fast. It's stressful. There's money involved. Like there's so many different aspects and we're only privy to certain components right. and it's 
it's so the more I work behind the scenes, the more I'm, I'm thinking, and this is not trying to offend any actors, but we're so obsolete in a sense. There's so much oh, going on. We're just a cog yeah. in a giant machine. Like, we're yeah. just, like this cog just, works, get in there, do your job. Like that's the, I, like, I, I used to feel bad that I didn't feel like an artist. I don't, I don't consider myself an artist. I consider myself a technician. I show up, I oh. do my job and I leave. Like that's, that's, and if there's no, like, uh, how did uh, an, an acting coach, the same acting coach that I worked with, he, you, you, you can't not feel like acting on the day that you are hired to act. You got to show up, do your job, be professional. There's a lot of money involved. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that sounds awful, but it's like, you have to take the emotion out. I, I have trouble with that because you put a lot of emotion and work in auditions, but once you book the job, you go. If you don't feel like being there, don't be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> like show up, do your job, be ready to go. You got to know your cues. You got to know your work. It, like it, it's uh, if it's an emotional scene, like get ready, do what you need to do. Um, there's a lot riding on you, and that's why we get paid the amount of money that we do because mm -hmm. you know you got to hit your mark you got to cry on command or not on command but like you know you, you, there's a lot involved there's a lot involved so it's i i think that if if there's this like you know uh, i'm an actor and i'm like an artist and i don't feel like it today no you're a technician you show up if you're if you're a mechanic like your mechanic is a technician you're not going to show up to the car shop and he's like uh, I don't feel like doing it today. You know, he opens the hood and he works on your car and then you go. I, like the, Obviously there's artistry involved and there's a lot of work involved, but it, it is a technical field. And I think that if, especially for film, because film and TV, because you have to do so many takes, you need to have some, some technique involved so that you can repeat over and over. If you're doing 30 takes a t like in a row, you need to be able to hit the mark every single time. So it's not just you know, loosey goosey, feel it out. It's you, you, you got to know what you're doing. I find it's also not just the mark, right? It's okay. When were you sipping the coffee cup? Right? Oh my God. I don't want to commit to any physicality. I'm just going to be there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I try not to use props if I can help it. If I have to do like an eating scene or something, like I try to keep it as simple as possible. It's very difficult. And I've been noticing too, like I'm not an editor in any way, shape or form, but I have been noticing some really bad, uh, 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 what's, what's that called? When it, like you have to make sure that it's the same thing over the continuity. Time. Yeah. Continuity. Yeah. Woof. There's been some bad ones recently. I don't know if like Netflix is like rushing filming, but it's, it's, it's been bad recently. It's with, especially I notice it with food. I notice it with certain props, like you were saying. And there was, there was this reality show called Love is Blind and their whole, whatever the show was, it doesn't matter, but they all had these opaque wine glasses mm -hmm. that they had to drink from. And when I researched why they were doing it, cause it was just really weird. The whole point was continuity. So you couldn't see how so much they fun. had drank from. It was, it was genius. That's really Again, whatever, whatever the show was, I don't care. But the fact that they had those, because they knew they knew that they were going to have to piece bits together make their own kind of storyline because I don't know, they're hours and hours in these rooms talking. I don't know what's going on, um, but I can't yeah. imagine editing. Uh, my friends oh my and God. I watch, uh, um, uh, real housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh, and it's my favorite show right now. <laughs> 
I shouldn't these be reality, You know what? There's nothing wrong. These reality shows, the reason why, like the drama, again, could be fake to an extent, but the commitment to the drama is so impressive. It's wonderful. I love it's, it. It's great storytelling. I, I'm compelled. I, I haven't watched The Real Housewives, but I watch whatever Netflix tells me to watch. So whatever their show was with these couples that were together that ended up going to a different couple... I don't know what that was. It was compelling. Same wine glasses. I, I watched any show. It's just with fun. Wine it's we we scream at the TV about yeah. how crazy these people are. They have too much money. Uh, it's just it's oh. it's just so much fun. But classic. But the editing is terrible because they're they, it's it, it, the 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 they're geniuses on the editing side because I could never think like that. I couldn't piece together reactions. Uh, they probably right. have weeks of footage because they're following these people 24 seven. And then to just create these storylines, they're unbelievable. Like it's, it's brilliant. Uh, awful content, but I don't care. I love it. I'm having the greatest time. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. It's, uh, it's my, like my guilty pleasure for sure. I love it. <laughs> Would you ever, would you ever be in a reality show? I don't think so. Because I would be so conscious of how they were going to uh, edit me. And I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't want to be boring, but I also, you know, you could get, you could get the, the, um, the evil edit or you could get yeah. like the, the underdog edit. Like you have no control over it and they're going to take reactions and just place them wherever. So you kind of, I would be very, very conscious of it. And I, I don't think I could do that. I'm also not like, like I, I don't think far ahead. <laughs> like I don't play like board games very well because I, I'm just very much in the like, oh, that's oh you're in the do. moment. I what don't can you think do? like, you're an actor. steps ahead at all. Like I just don't have that forethought. Like I don't, like I can't manipulate things that way. So I, like I, I would just be the naive, gullible one who's like, oh, you're nice to me now. Okay. <laughs> I would watch I that storyline. The, the gullible girl. I would watch it. I would <laughs> want to be like weird reaction girl. So I would just keep doing faces during like, you, you know, be, and then, you would want to be memed, right? Like every, yeah, like, every yeah, day yeah. memed. But the weird meme, right? Where it's like, huh? Uh, and then just do it. Then you get, hey, wait, is you are you the person with the face that got stuck? Yeah, that was me. Hi. That was me. Hi. Yeah. Just do it. Then my whole headshot, it's my whole brand. It's like, ah. uh, and then I, you know, become infamous over that. That is something I just shared, and I have no idea if I actually want to do that. But that's a funny thought. So, well, it's a, it's yeah. a different avenue to explore. Should you ever want to go down that road? It's, totally. You know what's scary, though? It's once it's out there, it is on the internet. Oh, yeah. And it is. So that's part of the whole, I mean, I don't even know if I'd be worried if I went on a reality show that I'd get canceled or if it just be I would do something and it's out of context and now it's haunting me the rest of my life. Because people have jobs on these shows. Not, you know, not the reality housewife show, but I, I mean, I guess, okay, being a housewife is a job, blah, blah, blah. But not those housewives, but maybe, yes, actually, I'm going to stop talking about them because I have thoughts. But moving on from there, it's the whole, the whole fact of you, when you create something and when you put it out there, it is there and you can't take it back or someone using something out of context, right. it's still there. And again, this whole cancel culture mentality is terrifying sometimes. You go, oh God, 
uh, I swear that's not what I meant. I don't know how to explain it to anyone that is not going to listen to me. So that is, that's the only reason I don't do reality. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, I know it's been said before, but I'm so glad that the internet didn't exist when I was in high school. Even oh my God. now I get like Facebook memories of like me vague booking on Facebook and just like shaking my head at the ridiculous, you know, emotional things that I used to post on there. And uh, I think we're all learning. Yeah, and I agree. Especially I agree. in our age bracket, I think we're learning what to put on and what not to put on. Uh, I have completely avoided TikTok. I I think the first time I went on there, someone was like removing their braces with a, a pair of pliers, and then I just closed it and was like, "That's not for me. I'm I'm in my 30s. That's uh, I don't know. I don't understand." <laughs> yeah, that was my face. I was just like, uh, "I was just." Well, having worn braces and having known how difficult it is to remove, okay. And wow. they're expensive. Uh, yeah, those are really, I don't know what's going on. They're very expensive. That's... I, I wouldn't, I would not be doing it. Well, I guess, I guess they thought they were going to get a lot of hits and followers and it would just pay for it. I don't, I don't know. That, but that's so terrifying, right? It's, I'm not doing it for myself. I'm doing it because I want other people. disturbed but my um the only people that come through are my family so <laughs> bye mom uh we'll, we'll talk later i'm doing a live okay uh no she knows i avoided her call it's it's out there okay <laughs> she's gonna hop on your live and be like excuse me I I think she doesn't have instagram you. but no i put it everywhere she, she might see it on youtube we'll find out uh but it's, uh, you know, you never know with family stuff. I'm like, oh, it could be an emergency, people. But I don't know what I would do in this situation. So we'll find out if it was an emergency. Stay tuned. Uh. Hopefully not. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't think so. I think we're cool. That's, oh, my gosh. But no, it, the whole technology and what people do to get a like or a follower, I think, is daunting. But it's also hard not to feel compelled to create something that people will like. Because as artists, it's almost... Do you want to please? Right. And like, am I doing this because I want to do it or do I want to please other people? And I feel like I get caught in that sometimes, especially with social media, because sometimes, oh, well, how many followers do you have? Whatever, it's just people. Uh, I don't know who I resonate with. I don't know my audience. Okay. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because you work a little closer with casting directors, but I, I feel like they don't have the time to hop they, on Instagram okay. and be like, oh, well, Lana Dunkelman has uh, this many followers. I will cast her. I, I don't think it matters. I really think it's d do your work. If you want to share your stuff on Instagram or on Twitter or wherever, great. But just be cons be consistent. Yeah. Get better at what you do, which is through classes, through watching yourself, through whatever, however you want to up your game. But I, I think I think we're in a weird time because I think there there is some content that they're going to cast people who are popular and, and that could be from, I, yeah. I mean, I got uh, my, my husband and I watch UFC and uh, one Ooh. of the fighters is retiring and he's like, I want to be a movie star. And I got so angry because it just feels like a lot of people think that they can just turn around and be a movie star or like, and, and you know what, maybe he has an agent and maybe they're just going to give him some, you know, fighting movie or what great. Yeah. Good for him. But uh, I, I think there's content that can totally be filled in that way. Fine. If that's what they want, if they want to 
cross, you know, uh, take a take a star from a reality show and put them in a in a romance movie because they're like it it just fits with that character. Great, but I I think like at the end of the day, I want to be an actor forever. I've come to terms with, and it's taken a lot of work with what I consider success. And to me, being an actor and making my making my being creative every day is a success to me. Would I like to do more challenging roles? Absolutely. But if I if I do the barista role where I'm handing uh, a coffee to someone and I feel like I did a good job that day, great. Um, actually, I mean, like I I think it's I think it's important to take a step back and ask yourself every once in a while, like why you're doing it. And to me overall, it's, I, I just want to bring joy to people in some way, shape or form. If it's, you know, making someone smile by doing a stupid commercial where they like get a chuckle out of it or like doing a romance movie where they like really engaged with the character and understood them and like their journey. That to me is what it's about. And it's, uh, I think like putting pressure on yourself to, you know, change the world is, is really hard. And like, yeah. you're, you're just one person. So it's, I, I think taking a step back every once in a while, especially when we, when we start getting stressed about the business and just reminding yourself of why you're doing something. I think that's really important. I don't know why I went down that road. No, but I, everything you were saying, I really appreciate you saying because it is important to kind of take that step back because I feel as if there's certain points when I just, the stakes are so high. I have to book this. I haven't booked something in so long. What's going to happen? You know, even maybe my agent will drop me. Maybe uh, if I don't book this, they'll never, if it's a bad audition, they'll never audition me again for casting. And you just, you create such a negative spiral in your head and, and it's, you're getting the audition. First off, that means they want to see you, yeah. right? People don't get the audition. And okay, if it's not a good audition, that happens, move on. Even though I have learned that they can keep all your past auditions and that is terrifying for me. But well, but then I like to think, and then I take a step back again, cause I'm always trying to take a step back like this. And maybe it's more of a role, but, but then they can see your progress, right? right. So when right. you've yeah. done those, yeah. you know, okay, you know what this, she's been training. Because clearly this one, but if it, look, if you're not getting better, you're not going to keep getting the auditions. And the fact that I love that Alana, that not only do you coach, but you still do coaching, right? Like there's so much room to learn and grow and keep and keep All working on your craft. And All you're, and if you feel as if you are there and you have reached and made it, you don't need any more help, then you're just going to get stagnant and boring and no one wants to see you anymore. You so. always need that. I mean, even if you're just like, that's why I try to watch everything that I do. Yeah. And, uh, or like if I have a project coming out, like it's not that often, but like once in a while, I, like I'll watch what I do, even though like sometimes I'm cringing. Oh, I know. I hate that. Yeah. But I but, do watch it. I, do I think watch it's it. important because it I, um, it's a learning even, opportunity too. But, but even the, the most, I hate the word talented. I don't, I, I it's, I, when, when you're watching someone who's really good at what they do, that's years of work. Yeah. So for example, uh, Tiger Woods, okay, he's just an example, but like, um, he still has a coach. You you always need an outside eye of what you're mm -hmm. doing. That's true. And it's, I, I think it's so important to consistently train and, and even like, even if I'm helping someone or coaching someone, I'm always trying to just bring them up to the next level. And 
um, it's it's hard to, I mean, like, I, when I'm helping people with self-tapes, it's really hard to, like, fix them in an hour or one session. It's impossible. But I, I think, like, there's, like, little baby steps that you can do and to just, like, up your game every time. So, like, when I, even for myself, like, if I watch a tape and um, I don't feel like I hit something, I, like, to go back in and just try to adjust or, or try to, like, just always consistently challenge myself to, you know, like I, I did a tape the other day and I had like a really big reaction and I didn't believe it. Mm. So we went back in and I wasn't trying to like, again, I'm not trying to like consciously like be so aware of what I'm doing, but just like relax into it so I don't have to push. And I, I think that's what it's about. It's just like, I, like I hope to be alive for a long time and I hope to be an Good actor goal. until the day I die. And it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So I think it's just gentle consistency and growth over time. And mm -hmm. I've found, like, if I watch my, like, my first, first, well, I don't have my first, first auditions, but, you know, the, the first thing that I ever was on to now, I feel like I've improved a lot. And even over the pandemic, I feel like I've improved a lot. And I think that, I, I think if you stagnate or, like, what you said, like, just believe that, like, you're, you know, I'm good now. Look how great I am. Yeah. You're kind of resting on your laurels. And I think it's important to always be growing and always be training, even if you're like, I don't think someone needs to pay a billion dollars and go to a coach every week. It, I, I think it's important to have an outside eye, but you can, I think you could work with friends and just figure it out. Like acting coaches at the beginning, figuring it out. I think it's, yeah. I think it's just, consistently working and, and challenging yourself to think, okay, is this something that someone would do naturally? Okay, that mm. doesn't look natural to me. How do I figure out a way to, to uh, do that in a way that seems like a human being? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And then if and, you can't figure yeah. it out, then hire a coach. Like, I, I, don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's like you have to, you know, uh, to, to go broke trying to become an actor. But I, I think it's important to always train. I think. I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm that as a coach, so. <laughs> no, but one of the things I remember when we were talking before, and this, I really appreciated you saying that, that you want the people that you coach, the actors, you want them to not need you. Yes. You want, yes, and yes. I love that. It's you want so them important. to build up their confidence and, and give them some skills, but then know that eventually the goal is that they won't need the coaching per se. Or at least right. not as frequently. Yes. And I love that. I love that about you. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, uh, I've had experience with other, not so much in Toronto, but like in, in other cities where people really start to depend on their acting teacher and they right. do amazing work in class. And like the, the teacher is able to like trigger them in a way and they're so connected and they feel so great and they're so emotional and they look great and everyone's like, you know, super proud of them. And then they do an audition or they get to set and, they, and they're unable to do what they did in class. Mm -hmm. And that's because a lot of teachers direct. Mm -hmm. And that's great. I think directing is great. But I, I think it's so important. And that's what I, I've tried to instill in clients that I've worked with is even if I'm just coaching them for half an hour, it's just to give them a couple of skills. And I've actually been doing that at the end of sessions with kids where I'll just say, okay, so here are some things that we worked on today. Try to do this for next time. Try to think of how can I be different from the beginning of the scene to the end of the scene. Try to make it more active. Uh, uh, if you're going to be turning your head, don't do it like a, like, 
like a robot, maybe do a little bit more gently, just like little things that can help them. I can't fix someone in half an hour, but I can give them little tools. But I like, I would want- But it's also, are you fixing someone or are you, because is there, do you believe there's one right way to do a scene? I, uh, I think a scene is like a piece of music. I think that it's been written in a way that the writer sees it. I think mm -hmm. that scene structure is really important. There's a reason that it goes from one, from the beginning to the end. There's a reason that it's in the script. Most of the time I'm not auditioning for the lead. So what's going on with the lead that I'm helping them get there or I'm blocking their progress to their goal, right? So right. what what is the purpose of the scene? I mean, can it be played any which way? Sure, but typically like, it, you're it's going to be played a certain way I well yeah if you're doing an mow you're not going to audition as a serial killer right that's just no exactly so exactly so it's a choice it's not the right choice yeah like exciting but not correct um interesting so, to watch okay <laughs> why did not they bring out like a gun to the scene it's it's a romance movie anyway uh i, I don't want to talk about guns that's not a good thing um but, but oh yeah what, true. like okay so if you imagine a, a a scene as a, a, a piece of music, every actor is gonna be a different instrument. So sometimes they're looking for a viola, sometimes they're looking for a harp. And like, it's just, are you the correct instrument for that orchestra? Are you the, another analogy, are you the right puzzle piece for this puzzle? And it's, I, I mean, you, you worked in casting before, like there can be 10 actors playing the same notes, playing it the same way, and then uh, it, it, it's just, you know what? That person is just the right fit. Okay, I have a story actually about It's that. shocking. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'd love to, I, story time. Okay. Um, so this is my like big, like it's, you, you know, actors have stories that they tell yes. where it's like, oh, okay. So not a big deal at all. But uh, I signed with an agent a few years ago and my first audition was for Mrs. Maisel. And it was actually for Mrs. Maisel. And this was years and years and years ago. And I did it. And I was like happy with the work. And um, I ended up getting an email from, from my agent saying that the casting director wanted to actually call me. And she called me from New York cool. and told me, and, and this is one of those like, like I never get those moments. And it was just one of those like a little back hat. So she, she was like very complimentary and, just felt I was a little too Canadian. So she wanted a, a little bit more like chutzpah. So we redid it and I was really happy with it, but obviously they went with like a very famous person and she's amazing. And it's like, I there was no way that I was gonna get this role, but it was one of those things where it's like, I rewatched the scenes that I did and then the ones that she did. And like, it's very different to watch a self tape. Like you're on a background and it's one, like yeah. you're watching the one person the whole time, it's weird. And then you watch someone who like, like they have the set and they have the lighting and they cut and you know, it's, it's, it's put together very differently. But the acting beats were the same. Like she read the scene the same way that I did. So it was one of those, like, I, I'm not putting myself on the same level as her. She's clearly like a fantastic I think actor. you should, okay. But, uh, thank you. Uh, but, uh, it, was, it was just really like just proof in the pudding that like it, it, it like everyone can do the scene and read it the same way and it's just like she was the right fit she had the right agent she was just coming off of house of cards like
clearly better fit for the role. But like, we did the same acting. She was just a different instrument. And it's, I think that's why it's so important to really like understand text work and really understand um, like the flow of the scene because like that's, that's what it is. So anyway, that was my little like actor moment or some casting director who's never auditioned me ever again. But like, you know, it doesn't, me. that's, I love that story so much. But because for so many reasons, first off, you were right on the money with the scene, which is such an amazing feeling. And what we were talking about earlier with watching yourself taped, the fact that you, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to, what, what did she do that I, I didn't do? Oh, I, I got the exact same beats, very similar. So I, I think that is a rightful, deserved pat on the back because you understood the scene. And for whatever reason, look, there's so many different factors that go into choosing who of gets course. what role. Right. So the fact that you know that you were able to do it and if given a similar role for you, you could do it, no problem. And if you're the right person for that and you book it, great. But if not, like this is just is just the role in your wheelhouse. And it's I can, the fact that casting doesn't call people. The fact right? alone that casting, where you're having a conversation, they, they are busy people. So they're calling you and oh, it's so funny that you're too Canadian. <laughs> just I mean, start I throwing just... some swear words. I don't know what that <laughs> means. Okay. I'm not apologizing. You're welcome. Okay. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't, I don't, I find it. See, and then I know now there's like this controversy with should Jewish people play right. Jewish roles. So I think that stuff is interesting too. But I think if anyone is willing to study the character and understand the character's background, I think that's fair game. I think right now I'm doing a piece um, that's involving the Holocaust. And for me, if someone's willing to learn about the Holocaust and take that time and, and do that role justice, I'm all right with that. I think it's just, I grew up talking about the Holocaust and my grandmother was a Holocaust survivor. Yeah, and it, you know, you just kind of, you live in that and you know what it is. So I think if, if it's a tight timeline for certain roles and you, you, I would cast authentically, I understand that. Because if it is a quick turnaround, you tell me Holocaust, I go, I am there mentally. I know exactly what you're talking about. Not that I still, I'll still do what research I need, but I'm there. I know exactly, I understand this. Because that is what I grew up talking about. That is who, part of my identity. So I think with that kind of stuff, when it's people, if people don't take the time, I get frustrated, even if it's a blessing. Sometimes I'm like, come on, Baruch Hatah Donat, let's, let's learn the words, people. You know? Yeah. Okay. That's just me. Anyways, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. I think it's. Oh, Wendy, you got a. Sh um, Wendy gave you a shout out that casting doesn't call people. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Wendy. Step to land. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 um, I think it's a difficult conversation. Um, I think it's like I, I would hope that casting would try to be authentic as possible, especially with, like, their with neurodivergence and different ethnicities, they're really yeah. trying to focus on that. And I think sometimes as a Jew and like, you see that they've casted someone who's not Jewish, it like kind of like, you know, gets gets my my backup. But I, I, I would hope, again, same thing. Like I would just hope that that person would have done some research and understood yeah. some traditions and understood where, where the character is coming from. Um, I did a, 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 I did a, an audiobook recently, and I was really happy that they put in in casting that they were they were looking for someone with Jewish background because it was a, a, a young adults novel 
about the Holocaust. And uh, it was a really moving, very difficult uh, recording. I mean, not, not like, like challenging in that it was my first audiobook, which was like a completely different um, recording style than doing animation or, or video game or, or commercial. Where That's endurance right there. Oh, okay. whoa, way different. Because you're talking the whole time and you're talking like the sessions are typically four hours. So it's, it's a, and you only get paid, correct me if I'm wrong, you only get paid for the hours of record. So you could record and spend three hours recording, but if it only ends up being an hour yeah. that they use, that's all you get paid for. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not a huge payout, but I mean, like I'm not digging ditches. So I know that there's anything wrong with digging ditches, but it's like, I'm standing and just talking. So it's, it's, it's fine. But, um, yeah, very difficult. Uh, but uh, I was really, really happy to be and proud to be involved in that project. And it was just, uh, it was only one of two projects where I was like cast as a Jewish person. But uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I did. I did an episode of Murdoch Mysteries. And it was called Murdoch Schmurdoch. And it was like the Jewish episode. <laughs> you come on. Oy vey, my. <laughs> It was fun. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, but it, I, I got to use Yiddish in both projects. And I actually learned Yiddish growing up at school. And my mom, my, my mom was so proud. She was like, thank goodness, you know, that we sent you to private Jewish school. All that, uh, all that investment really paid off. <laughs> Which one, is that? Not Bialik. Which one is Yeah, it's Bialik. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, okay. I'm yeah. an associated girl myself, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk? I don't know. We have been. There was an unspoken rivalry for no reason. No. Although my all my schools have been demolished now. They no longer exist. That's mine is very different. Very, yeah. very different. It's, uh... Uh, Shayla, I think it's hard since often there are visual stereotypes leaned on for the Jewish casting factor. The joke that I'm half Jewish and nobody oh, think I would look at and my husband has zero in him. But what? Yeah, it's it's interesting, this, this whole, and again, I, I know we, I was debating bringing it up or not. I'm just always curious. I, I don't think there's a necessarily a right or wrong. I think just do justice to, especially if it's a real person. Right. And that's part of my struggle right now with the scene I'm doing. It's a real person. And I think with so many stories, there's, there's so many different versions of what the actual story is when it comes to real life, right? right. So if you take time to look at the character outside of the story that you're presenting, that to me, I've learned is so important because the the piece that I'm doing is called playing for time by Arthur Miller and essentially it is one person's recollection of her experience in Auschwitz and so my character is not portrayed in the best light and I thought well this is interesting she's the conductor of the orchestra in Auschwitz and she just comes across as very you know very serious and okay she's she has a German background all right and when you look into her, who she is as a person, and again, there's very little because she ended up, it's a mysterious, not to ruin the plot, but I will, she ends up getting killed in the camp, potentially food poisoning, no one's really sure if it was, it was most likely intentional. And everyone else who leaves the orchestra says she was a hero, but the way it was written, it kind of makes me feel as if she was a villain of sorts. And or she I, was I a feel, human being, right? right? Exactly. Right. And that's the thing. And it, there are so many different sides to humans and everyone has a different version of a story. So what, what could her version be? And the fact that I think the hardest thing when it comes to things like the Holocaust is 
not everyone survived to tell their actual story. Right. So now you're just hearing what people think their story could be. And that's, I think that's why when it comes to casting, maybe it really is just for Holocaust stories, just uh, making sure that people like give justice to who the character was and who the life was before the Holocaust and outside of that. And it, it's so, oh, I never realized how passionate I was about doing justice to a story until I tried to tackle this piece. And I go, oh, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. Well, it makes you so. think about like how people are portrayed, like not just Holocaust, but like- That's the thing, right? In it's, any sort of situation. Just, it's any, any biopic of sorts, any, or even characters in general that everyone has a past and, and where they're coming from. And are you doing justice to whatever, like, even like physical mental ailments that you're bringing in? There's so many- and that's why I think when you were talking about before that, you know, this, the UFC fighter wants to be an actor and that's fine. Right. And you know, go in and yeah, he'll definitely be a box hit box office hit whatnot. But if you're doing certain characters that really require the time and the, I guess the research to an extent, well, just I just the feel craft of it. Like I think yeah. people just think that they just show up to set and it's, I think, I, I think it's it's not insulting to actors. It's just there's so much more involved, and I I think like I think a lot of people don't give that respect because they just see it on TV, so they just assume that it's easy. And I think that I think that goes hand in hand with like doing the research and, and paying respect yeah. to it. And uh, I I I I think like all in all, I think like there's so much more involved to becoming an actor and to yeah. and to having consistent craft. Uh, oh, my gerbil's going. Um, <laughs> Hello, gerbil. Okay. Uh, and I, I think it's important to, to recognize that. For sure. And it's not, you know what, it's not just, we talk so much about the self-tape and the auditioning and what's going on, but it's when you book the role, that's still terrifying half the day. Okay, uh, you know, there's still, make sure you're, we, we talked about before, being professional, knowing your marks, showing, showing up on time, which is part of professionalism. But, but being aware that there's going to be such a redundancy and there's so much waiting around and no one cares if you're tired, you know, like no one cares if, oh, are you, I mean, look, there are people, I don't, I would never want to have a diva moment, but wouldn't that be fun? You know, I've been waiting. I want to stand in on this non-union film. I can't let someone else deal with the lighting. <laughs> I think I'm like on my super oh, best so behavior every time I'm on set. I'm just like, as, as you should be, but like, extra polite and just like really happy to be there so <laughs> I'm trying to calm that down too where it's just like I can just be myself and I can just relax and I can be grateful and gracious and appreciative but also like I don't I don't need to go overboard <laughs> so it's, well, I mean it's, it's so because you know what it took to get to get yeah. you there right so you, you just I think there there is an element of gratefulness that everyone should have just to be able to be on that set and even a level of appreciation for the people behind the scenes that are, it is so hard to set up a shot. Oh, oh my God. goodness. I am tired. I, I, you know, I try and work behind the scenes and I go, I just want to act. They work way I, harder than actors. I th way I harder. It's like, we don't work as much or some of us don't work as much, but like, oh, crew is there before and they're after and they have to be engaged the entire time. They are not paid enough. It's unfortunate and uh yeah I I I really respect them yeah yeah I I think it's just important to also know that that's if you're not if you're still new to acting you're not booking things it doesn't even if you book it there's still 
when when you go when you're doing a self tape and you do it 20 30 times you're not going to have that privilege on set yeah. so just be ready that and just give it your best in a sense because it's uh that there's money there's time involved you just you just gotta you just gotta be ready to go no well, one, that, no that one goes hand in hand i know i keep uh focusing on that but hand in hand with craft because yeah uh and technique because you don't know if you're gonna go first so let's say you're doing a scene and it's uh you're you're with the lead or whatever they're gonna yeah. focus on the lead they're yeah. gonna get the best takes and that's totally understandable and maybe you'll go first maybe you'll they'll do a turnaround and do it on you most of the time you'll get two or three takes. And it's, I, I think being ready and understanding your craft and um, being generous with them and hoping mm -hmm. that the same to you because sometimes the lead gets whisked off to go get changed and you're just looking at a tennis ball or they're not, they're not generous. Like so, sometimes yeah. that happens. My experience has been 99% leads have been extremely generous. And I would hope that if they didn't find success right away, that they maybe were a day player or had a recurring and like they understand what it is to not be on set all the time and right. to respect you as a, as, as someone that they're working with. But, um, just to clarify for actors that don't know, um, sometimes they get one shot. Uh, so it's usually just filming the lead actor first and then they have to completely reset the cameras and get the, the reaction, like, like your, your, yeah. like basically your footage. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting. I, but it's so a huge part of me goes, why can't you just have two cameras? <laughs> Sometimes they do. Sometimes I know. they do. And then it's, it's great. The <laughs> but yeah, that is great. You go, oh, cool. Because I feel as if sometimes I go, oh, it's such a good, and, the, and then if you try and replicate the emotion that you love, never comes out. But that's why you gotta be focused on them because like, and not exactly. try to repeat something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, uh, that's something that, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel so dumb, but I remember, the moment that I realized that things weren't filmed at the same time, I, I was watching Back to the Future and I, I was like probably oh, in my teens at that point. And then it's that scene where he's going to meet Doc in the in the parking lot and then he's like, you know, petting the dog and then the, the truck opens and some light shining on him. And I had a moment and I thought to myself, they're probably just shining a flashlight or some sort of light on his face. He's not looking at the truck. They're not filming that at the same time. And I had a moment where it was one of those head smacking moments of, duh, they're not filming that at the exact same time. And then once you get to set, you realize, oh, nothing is filmed at the same time. And every, every shot is filmed out of, most times it's filmed out of order. And I, that, that in its, I mean, that goes, again, experience on set, craft, understanding that, like, they might just ask you to pick up halfway through the scene because they want another take of that, just that portion. And yeah. just being able to go, go with the flow, but relying on what you, your technique and craft as an actor. Because it, it's, it is really hard work. It's, uh, I, I, I had a big moment on, um, I was not, not to name drop it or show drop it. It was, it here was we go. Uh, but I, I was on uh, Transplant, which is a medical show that they film in Montreal. And it's a great show. And mm -hmm. I, I just had like a walk and talk scene. I was just on one episode. Um, hard. But it was, uh, oh, so, so very hard. hard. Yeah. And I learned so much from uh, the lead uh, because he, there was a, a moment where we passed a door. So we were in a stairwell and then we passed a door and 
I was late with my lines and he actually without like he wasn't rude or anything but he jumped to the spot in the script where we needed to be when we were in the when we were in the hallway and I had a moment like I wasn't mad or anything I was just like why oh okay we need to be there and I was just so impressed with him because he had been, like he's a lead on a show and he knows exactly what to do and it was like a big learning moment for me where it's like he he has he's on set every single day and his brain is just working in a completely different way I'm a day player and I'm freaking out because this is my one big scene that I get to do and I've prepared so hard and I'm like focusing on so many different things but he's he's already thinking about the edit and he's already thinking about oh we need to be in this part of the script he, he's working on a whole different level and I mm. hope to one day be uh like a lead on a show that would be great but it was such an eye-opening experience to oh there's there's a, a technique involved that is above what I'm at right now and that and I'm excited to get there where you're like thinking about where you need to be on a certain shot, not just, oh, I'm acting. Like there, right. there's so much more involved than just standing and talking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, that goes, uh, like that's practice and that's everything, but he, he was fantastic. Did they just do, so he kept going, did they just do a pickup of the line that was missed or how does that work? Or they just do another uh, we, we just finished the scene because like right. I, like I just caught up to him and we continued so that was fine but it was it was uh I mean that the shot ended up being I think like they cut once in like the final thing like we were going up the stairs and then once we passed the the like the the doorway like they cut to like the the like in the hallway but it was it was a very like long it wasn't like super long but it was like a three minute scene and it was like a walk and talk it was very challenging but like in a great way like I I had never done one before and it was uh uh I felt very uh satisfied with my work which is always nice to feel when like you watch something and you feel like you kept up and you were okay so it's so funny the notion of I mean we walk and talk that's that's who we are as humans but then when you get an actor to do it, it go wait, right foot, left foot? What's the order? Uh, I oh, I completely forget how to be a human being when it's I'm so acting. It's, you have to uh, kind stairs. of- yeah. do, I, do I go down on my knees? Do I walk with my feet? How does this work? Should I hold the railing? Wait, maybe I should hold it. I don't know. What do I do with my hands? Uh, we get very conscious, right? So it's, that's totally understandable. Yeah, I get it. I get it. That's so cool. Wait, what episode is this? Can we watch it? Is it? Yeah, it's on season one. Like oh season one season. okay yeah I only I I don't I only did a couple episodes it's well done I don't know why I stopped watching it I don't have a good reason so yeah now we're gonna what episode I have episode. to I have to look at at IMDb because I forgot <laughs> no that's fair that's fair I play that's, a that's... teacher I play a teacher so I I've... see that okay yeah. that's a, a, well, a, a patient but firm teacher teacher oh so, that's kind of in my like like my casting hit I guess I see the patience I I don't see the firmness but that is where the actor comes in okay. that's right it's a different aspect of my personality yeah yeah <laughs> I don't have time for this okay that's really what have you ever gotten a role where you go I you read and you go this isn't me and then you book it uh not like completely out of my realm uh, I, I mean, uh, I think I auditioned, I, I did a movie for Netflix a few years ago where I did the audition and then when I got to set, they just asked me to 
kind of changed. The, it wasn't like I started acting and then they were, you know, unhappy. They just said, no, how we view the character. And it wasn't how I envisioned it, but that was fine. And we just went with it and it was great, but it was uh, not how I had auditioned with it. So that was just uh, a slight change. But um, I guess, I guess right now, I think I'm shifting into young moms and that's been an interesting situation. And uh, I, I think uh, that when I'm starting to get, I mean, I'm not doing very many commercial auditions right now because of what's going on with ACTRA, but um, mm. that was interesting uh, because I had a, uh, it's on, it's still on actually, uh, Cracker Barrel. And it was, I didn't even audition for the role that I booked. I auditioned for like the young, like hip office person who eats like a giant piece of cheese which was super cute. And then when I did the callback, they asked me, actually, can you also audition for the person holding the casserole dish? Which was like initially supposed to be mid thirties to mid forties. And I had a, a little like, oh, what? I'm not twenties anymore. And <laughs> it was, uh, oh, thanks Alexa. That's my sister-in-law. She said it's the, oh, the best. <laughs> that's so cute. And Shailen gave you a shout out cheering for you when you were on transplant. Oh my god. You got a, you got a nice support group going on. Thanks here. guys. Um yeah, so that was that was one of those moments where it's oh, maybe I'm coming off different than how I imagine myself that I No, I think people view the another friend of mine, she I saw her on TV and I go, Oh, I love that commercial. She goes, Yeah, they were casting for mid thirties and she's twenties. And I think that's just plays better on TV. I, I've been auditioning for the role of mom for mid-20s that's just young mom but I've always been a mom I mean like technically mom, I could be a mom I could totally yeah. be a mom but in my mind like I I, I I know I love when casting goes you should be a mom I go okay no well now you're putting pressure on me and I'm not comfortable okay so <laughs> no I, I I'm not a mom I I can't I can't how do how do I act happy giving my family cheese if I'm not a mom how do I do this <laughs> You have to find it within yourself. I'm just imagining that I'm giving know, it to I my know. cat and then I like glow. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you find, exactly. You find what brings you the joy that a, a family would bring. That's right. Yes. And there you go. Yes. Okay. So Acting. I, I exuded, I exuded joy with the cheese, which I, I feel like came across. So <laughs> I, I love, I love commercials, especially when I know the people and I message them and I go, well, here's what the commercial was going to be. And then you hear all the behind this. I love the behind the scenes. This is what I actually auditioned for. Huh. Okay, well, you did a good job with this one, too. I, I actually fun. really do enjoy behind the scenes. Uh, I had I had, I never done this before, but uh, I was in a Hallmark movie. And uh, it was it was super cute. And was that the one with Julia? Yes. Or a different one? OK, yes. Julia. Shout out to Julia yeah, Borsolino. Yeah. Uh, she's, so, she's so great. And um, so we had a little screening. So the, I hadn't done this before, but I had like a little screening at my apartment. And we had the director there at, 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 and Samantha Wan, and she was like wonderful to work with. Like just like really knew what she wanted and was very, uh, it was so nice to work with a director who's also an actor. Uh, she just really made it easy to justify uh, movement, which I think sometimes mm. directors will tell you, well, go from here to here. Mm -hmm. And then you have to figure out, okay, well, why am I going from here to here? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, obviously, if you're just like bringing something to someone, great. But she would, she would actually like walk through as the character in the set and, and walk through what she was asking you to do. 
especially with physicality things. And it was so refreshing to work with someone where you can just talk about character and talk about structure and talk about like where the scene needed to go. And she was, she was really generous and really great. And uh, so she, she was over and she was giving us like all the inside info of like, well, you know, like we filmed this and it was like the coldest day of the year. And uh, because the, the, the movie kind of was two different situations. It was about like the main characters uh, trying to get to a wedding and uh, hitting all these roadblocks and problems. And then the wedding, which it felt like we were in almost two different movies. So we didn't watch or we weren't there on set for a good chunk of what they were filming. Right. So it was just really fun to watch it with the person who directed it and was filling us in on how, on, on, on not, not bad things, but just like fun inside info, how they, how they figured something out. And uh, especially during COVID because there's so many restrictions mm -hmm. and how they kind of made it look like there were more people uh, with extras and uh, how all these little things that, that they were able to do. It was really cool. It's impressive. It's, oh, yeah. There's so much creativity, especially when on the day things aren't working out. Let's say it's an outdoor scene and it's raining. Okay, well, how do we figure? Or, uh, you know, people, especially with extras, I've heard that the biggest complaint is people don't show up. And I didn't know that was a thing. And really? Apparently, well, with, I, didn't, I didn't know because in my mind, if I book it, why am I not showing up? That just doesn't, I can't understand that. So, yes, this is a thing. And how do you make it look more, figure out that kind of stuff? I, I'm so impressed with that because it is, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's like so a whole much. other part of your brain, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we do what we do. And they're like, I've, I've been on set before where, you know, a, a crew member will say, I could never do what you do. And then I turn around and say, I can never do what you do because you're creative in a whole different way. And I, I haven't gone through that training and I don't understand what that is. But I think we can all learn. So it's, uh, I try to like pick up stuff on set. So I'll ask, I'll, I'll try not to be overly obnoxious and, you know, just curious. And if, if a crew member is doing something and it's not too much of uh, an imposition, I'll, I'll ask, uh, you know, you kind of feel it out. But I think, uh, I don't want to direct, but like, I think it's, I think as an actor, it's important to at least have a basic understanding of what's going on uh, around you because it's, it's a team. It's not just mm -hmm. you, it's, you're all working together to create something. So I think it's, I think that's like, just like an extra thing that I'm trying to do. Cause I'm, I don't feel super, again, confidence is a big thing, but like, I, I, I feel good going to set. I, I'm not on set every day, but when I go, I feel like I know basically what's going on at this point, but I want to learn a little bit more. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm challenging myself to just, you know, ask once in a while. And uh, I've been really pleasantly surprised. And I learned a lot, of, well, not a ton, but like I learned a little bit of lighting, like on the last movie that I was on. Yeah. Uh, it makes I, a huge difference. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it's it, so I, funny when you hear the phrase, they're too hot and you go, oh, thank you. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. That's not what they're, they're, that's yeah, what that's they're not what they mean at all. Not what they mean. Is it a problem? Okay. I can, I, they I did my hair and hotter. Hair. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I think it's, uh, like, I, I, I don't know where that will bring me, but I, I think it's, no, I, I think, think it's, it's so learn. I love learning and I, I was doing, there's this role, I didn't even know this was a role in and of itself, being a second AC, which pretty much means you're involved in doing the slating. And it's a hard job. I was so, 
oh, you got to put it in the right, okay, soft, uh, like soft tap and uh, you got to make sure you're communicating. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was so hard. I really thought this was easier. Just uh, clap and go. I had, the number of times I had to redo that, the clapping component, I thought, well, I'm, I'm embarrassed and uh, uh, this is hard. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you could mess up on this. Uh, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> I know it was, it felt like it, it felt, but also you have to go so close to the people's face sometimes. Like, Sorry. Okay. I'm in but your then, space. But then like, you know what you're doing and then you do it like no problem. Right. It's just the, I know, the I know, first few times it's a little overwhelming. I'm good. I got this. Here we go. Take seven on action. And I mean, I don't call action, but I facilitate the process. I hey, like class. using, uh, when I'm coaching people, I'm trying to use when you're ready. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I think like I, like I worked with. Uh, it's been interesting coaching online because uh, oh, yeah. uh, typically, well, I, I work with a lot of kids, and like the parents will usually film, and I have some parents that are like a little abrupt, where mm. like they'll they're filming and it's like go, and it's yeah, it's scary. You go, oh, okay, oh, come and on, it takes you out. Yeah, you gotta just. That's why I like like it's rolling when you're ready. And I just, I like, just gentle, like gently enter the scene. So oh, I should do that with my I'm trying to work okay. on it. We're live and enter. I can't do enter when you're ready. You're just going to enter. I can't do it. <laughs> and Can you imagine up. enter when you're ready. And then I'm just, I'm just sitting here. Anyone going to show up? Hello. <laughs> That'd be very awkward. I mean, I kill some time, but it, it would be awkward. It would be funny. I'm trying to add like fun, not not fun, but like if 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 I can manage it, uh, like little bits at the beginning and the end, just to give it like a little bit more life before yeah. the scene starts and yeah, just like do your own thing, like have a little bit of fun, show who you are. It like, makes, I, I think yeah, it makes a uh, huge difference. Like if it, if it makes sense, not like oh, make yeah. a crazy choice where you're axe murdering someone at the beginning for no reason. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Exactly right. But I, I think like just show a little bit of you. Like we have so little opportunity to do that, especially in Canada, especially yeah. what they cast here. And if if you can show a little bit of something extra, why not? I'm just I'm picturing. We were discussing the barista role. I'm picturing axe in hand. Here's your coffee. That's a choice. <laughs> That's, that's a choice. That's a choice. I, I, yeah. I don't love the make a choice. Well, the choice is there. It's in the script. It's made for yeah. me. Oh, I like that. The choice is made for you. Ooh. That's what it is. Like if you're playing, like what I said before that I, I, I mean, this is not me making this up. I, I learned this, but a, a, a scene is a piece of music. If you're playing Beethoven, you're not going to make a choice on Beethoven. <laughs> Like, you're going to play it as written. I think it should be Bach. Okay. I think I should just play this note here for no reason. And it's, it's Tchaikovsky, whatever. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think it needs a C sharp. I disagree with this. I disagree okay. with Beethoven. It's going to be yeah. like this. So, I, I mean, look, if, if something is written and it's getting to the point where it's going to be produced, even if you don't like the scripts, just respect what it is and follow the music, which is the scripts and uh, bring, I, I think your choice is preparing, being emotionally available in the way that the character is, uh, being truthful. That is, that is the choice. The choice is to be as fully you as the character as you possibly can be. 
I, I think making a random crazy, like I really don't like, cause I think that's confusing to actors where people say, well, make a choice. And it's like, what does that mean? I don't, I like, I don't want to just make a random choice that doesn't make sense for the character. So it's, uh, I, I think that, I think that's a confusing aspect when you watch interviews or get feedback from casting directors or directors. And it's, I mean, this is just my opinion. Like I would take everything. No, I, I wonder if it's, maybe it shouldn't be make a choice. Maybe it should just be honestly, what would the human do? Yeah. Because I see so yeah. many people delivering the lines as actors. And then when you see people that just, they're doing it and I go, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Or honestly, I mean, sometimes it really just comes down to they're on screen and I go, that is the character. That's it. And, you, you can't, and it's, you can't, you just see it and you go, yes. <laughs> and I never understood when casting said, I see it within the first five seconds. I go, oh my gosh, <laughs> I totally understand. And it's not that anyone else did a bad job necessarily. No. Uh, the majority of people are really on the mark, but you go, this is the character and this is, this and is sometimes it. It's things that you can't even help. So it's, it's, yeah. I, I think that's where sometimes people get confused. And I, I think it's, I think that's why understanding what the genre is and understanding the scene yeah. breakdown is, is so important so that you can consistently do a good work. And then one day you might be the one that they look at and say, there's the character and it's it's a numbers game and it sucks because you put things yeah. out into the world and you work so hard and you memorize it and you have to like wrangle I mean I wrangle my husband to be my reader and he's oh my gosh I did too my husband's really improving he's honestly he has an amazing actor and yeah. a really good director as well sometimes we disagree <laughs> oh my he's always right I go yes that is the scene thank you why am I paying for coaching okay there you go uh, so like, there's so much investment and then like, yeah. you really like want to get the role, but like, it's a numbers game and the casting directors, I don't even know how many people they're seeing. So I think just uh, consistently doing your work, putting out good content in your auditions mm -hmm. and, and hopefully one day you're the one where they look at and say, there you go. And, and then yeah, that, 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 that's all you can really do. It's, yeah. it's I don't know. <laughs> but I, I agree. I love that mentality though, right? The, and just being able to let go, which is something I consistently try and work on. I, there was one rule I wanted to ask you about. If you, I know we're going way over time because I, I like talking to you and that's such as the chats. But there was one rule and I'm struggling to remember what it was, but your hair was short and you were super cute. And I mean, you're very cute and all your stuff. Um, not like a CSI kind of vibe. What was it? Uh, I don't know what it was. Was it Designated Survivor? Was it a TV show or a movie? It looked like a TV show. Uh, like a reporter? No, you had a larger role in it. It was in one of the demos that I watched, and I probably should have remembered the name. This is bad. This is bad chatting right now. This is feedback uh, to it, myself. Was, uh, do you remember what I was wearing? <laughs> No, I just thought, oh my gosh, she's pulling off short hair. And I, I'm Sam? impressed with that. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Good Sam. I don't know. Which is also... Eh. Either way, I was impressed with you. I, I just think, you know, when I was watching your reel and all this stuff, I think 
the fact that also, how do you decide to grow your hair or keep it short? That's just another thought I have. But oh. you, you pull off multiple looks. Thank you. Uh, it's It's been a point of contention in this household because my husband has been pushing me to cut my hair again. And the oh. reason that I grew my hair out was because this is going to this is gonna sound insane, but whatever. Uh, I watched a movie that I was in, and I really hated the look of the back of my head. And when I turned, I thought my like jawline looked really weird. And I was like, I'm going to grow my hair out so that covers it. That's not insane. That's an actor moment. You're fine. That's no, because I was, because I find again, for me, I'm getting a haircut soon. And I thought I can't like that. This look, I had a weird Rihanna look when I donated some hair and I, I got, I tried it twice. Not for me. I see but you like, like it. a cute, like, sh like sharp bob. Like that's, I, you know what? And that's what I wonder. And I feel, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel that a haircut can really affect the kind of character I play. And then, once I get the haircut and then you get the headshots to match that haircut and then I'm locking in on certain characters. So that's, that's, I always make stakes higher than they should be. But for the haircut, I'm like, what should it be? Because these that dictate my characters, right? Well, so, I, I think like the, okay. The reason I cut my hair was, this was kind of like a strategy and like, I don't know if it kind of worked, but I, I felt like I kind of needed to, to be different. Yeah, in some sort of way, shape or form, especially like I like the first couple of years in Toronto or moving to a new city where it's how can I be different? And uh, it, it looked good on me. I was very lucky. And yeah. um, I I found that I was going out for that. So that's what I found that I was with short hair. I was going out at that point for very specific roles that were asking for short hair. So mm. it became kind of my thing. And then at some point I had booked a, a few things that like I was starting to kind of feel like I was getting pigeonholed and I started growing my hair out to see if maybe that could kind of allow me to not just be the short haired person. Right. Um, I do miss it though. It was so easy. Curly hair is like, this is not, I mean, it's natural, but it's like natural with like a little bit of help, you know, like some products to kind of like tame it, but it's, uh, it's, it's like a commitment, especially the grow out. Like if you're going from a pixie to, to like anywhere, like where you cut it above like a certain length, it's a bit awkward when you grow it out. So there were, there were like two years and thank goodness we had the pandemic because I was growing up my hair and I could just hide. Sorry. I not thank goodness we had the pandemic, but, uh, I know you're trying to find some positivity in what was the pandemic slash still kind of is. We don't know. It's an interesting world we're living in. I don't know. But no, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because I, I don't know. I, I think men also, some men were growing their hair and they get different roles because of that, right? Of you course. go, oh, okay. Yeah. This, and, I th and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's just, again, the look is so important, right? And yeah. as much as, you know, we're very open to casting all these different looks, body shape, sizes, um, you know, gender, race, whatnot. I still think whatever you look like on screen it just helps if you look more like the role you're auditioning for. <laughs> I just, it, it, like, the, you, you see it and you go, yes, that's the role, right? You know, if I'm a doctor, I'm not going to just kind of have this, like, blown out hair, whatever. Just look at me. I'm a doctor. It's going to be a professional, you know, I'm a doctor, whatever. I yeah. will say, though, I don't know how to change the world, but, like, I put on makeup as a woman. I identify as a woman. And, uh... 
like when I audition, even if I'm going out for a commercial or whatever, I will put on some sort of makeup. And when I was having more in-person coaching, guys never put on makeup. I know. Ever. And, or, or like yeah. maybe they would just put on like like if they had a pimple or something they like which is not a big deal but like they would they would cover it up and I don't know how to make that choice and that maybe that's just like challenging myself where it's just saying I look fine on camera without makeup I'm gonna try to do it without but it's it's this like I I need to look a certain way and it's so challenging so that maybe I don't know if it's organ I don't know if it's your choice to make because if everyone else is wearing makeup and you don't wear makeup. I think it might come across as it looks like you're not trying. She wouldn't even put on makeup. I think it's so ingrained in society that if you try and take a stance and it's just one actor not doing makeup, please, 20 other actors for this role that put makeup on and it looks like they made an effort. And right. I think we associate women not wearing makeup with women not making an effort. Right. I go, no, sometimes I just don't want to wear makeup. And you're and you don't need yeah. it. You're like not 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 to 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 put a, a word on it, but like you're you're a beautiful woman. Like you don't you don't like. Oh my god. Like you don't need it, but it's just this, this, uh, it is, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's an interesting conversation though, right? Because why do we feel compelled to make our, I, I think a lot of what a, I like a lot about the new makeup trends or brands that I'm trying to follow is it's, you know, it's enhancing your beauty, but it's still kind of trying to keep it natural versus I, I honestly, I tried to update my makeup to be more natural lately because I don't know, I'm going, I'd, I'd like to try stuff and use myself as an experiment, see what happens. But I don't understand blush. And this, and, and they were trying to explain the concept of blush to me. And I do not understand. Yeah, it makes your cheeks red. I don't, but I thought, you know, I wear sunscreen. I don't want redness. Why, why am I making, I don't. And so blush to me is confusing. I don't get it. I won't wear it unless, you know, you're on set and they put blush on you. I'm not going to be a little, uh, be worried about no, it, but I don't wear blush. Um, I'll send you, I, I, don't, a, I don't get a, it. Okay. There's a, there's a, a YouTuber who I, I love uh, because she, she's an artist, uh, not, not, she, she does makeup, but she, she works a lot with shadows and she kind of uses her face as, as a canvas and she, it's, it's and she, and she does a lot of like color theory yeah. as well, which is, which is very interesting. But she talks about um, if you want, if you want to use makeup in that way, that like using makeup as a way to bring certain features forward or to bring certain features back. Uh, I'll send, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but no, uh, I'll send right. it to you. But she like, she completely changed how I did my makeup. Because uh, I would just follow like a couple of her tutorials. And it was just really interesting to see the the different ways that you can not that I'm trying to hide certain features but like especially like on camera like you kind of get flattened so like to just bring certain things that I I find more pleasing forward and things that like maybe I want to kind of hide a little bit like a little bit like further back so yeah. but but you know what and that's the thing I, I'm not I'm not knocking makeup because no. I see and I understand how powerful it is for um for people to feel that they're able that, that anyone, maybe someone who didn't feel comfortable putting on makeup and is now exploring this new side of themselves and, and putting on this makeup and it helps them feel more confident in who they are, right? So I don't wanna take that away from anyone. I just think when pe people feel compelled or they say, why aren't you wearing makeup? And you go, whoa. It's the expectation it's that we've yeah. put on ourselves. So yeah. I don't even know what casting things. They might be like, hey, heck no, just be natural. But there hasn't been a 
an announcement from casting saying, ladies or people who wear makeup, you don't need to wear makeup anymore, just do that. So it's, it's, there's this expectation that we put on ourselves and that the, the feeling that we need to put it on, but it's, it's a lot of extra labor because, okay, first of all, now we're, we're doing every, most things from home. Um, yeah. I've been to one in-person audition. I, I went there a month ago and it was so cool, but also like this kind of like weird experience because I haven't done it in two years. Everything has been in my my studio. Uh, but we, we set up our own lights, we set up our camera, we have to get a reader, we have to do all this work. And then on top of it, um, for uh, myself, I have to do my hair and my makeup. And it's like an extra like 45 minutes. It's a lot of work and, uh, and product. And it's uh, like, I wish I could just get in front of the camera and do it without. But then I look at myself and I'm like, uh, it doesn't look right. I need to put on makeup. But I, I, I wish that it could be a different way. So I'm Well, here's the thing. It's not a radio show, though, right? Yeah. They still have to put your face on there. It's, and it's, it, why not let yourself look? I mean, again, look, do it without makeup. I'm curious. If it's good acting, you're going to book the role, I think. If it's such good acting, you're like, she's not wearing makeup. Okay, we can add makeup. I, and that's what I, I find it. So I have all these rules of, okay, if I do this, if I slate like this, yeah, yeah, I say my name, like, yeah, yeah, look at me doing, look at this creative slate yeah. choice. Hey, uh, but also, no one cares. Just do a good audition and make me believe that you are that character. And then whatever, okay, like in my opinion, in my case, you didn't wear blush, we can fix that, you know? <laughs> so, totally, of course. Yeah. I think, I think, but it's so hard our... to tell. You know, like it's, I don't know if you feel like just all these restrictions. Oh no, I have to do follow X, Y, and Z. And, and then I have a fighting chance and it's, Ooh, I just, I don't like it, but uh, I know. I know. I, I, I think we, I think there's, I was trying to explain that to someone once where it, I, I think this career is just so interesting because it's not, there's no trajectory. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to anything. And then it's it's not just, oh, I wrote a good paper and I, I got a good grade and I get this job and then I do good work and I like go up the ladder. It's, there's no rhyme or reason. There's so many aspects to the industry. There's so many aspects to you that like, mm -hmm. if we have some semblance of control, which is, okay, I'm gonna try to up my makeup game and try to do a little bit better with my hair and well that's that was interesting with the hair and I, I love having these conversations because it did you get different roles with the hair yeah no 100 yeah, percent. yeah yeah right um, uh uh i think also i've changed too like i i yeah i was a lot sassier in my acting when i was younger like i can still totally bring up the sass but i think i've like calmed down a little bit and just kind of mellowed so I think there's a different aspect that I bring to and I think that's kind of shifted too um in casting uh mm -hmm. but I, I I think the hair what of course was like a huge it, like I had a pixie cut it was like a huge difference and um but again like on the business side I wasn't being seen for certain roles because of the hair which I thought like especially at that point there were a lot of period pieces getting cast and mm. for some reason, they would never see me because I had short hair. But it's like they, they wig everybody. Who cares? So um, that was interesting. And in that yeah. the choice of my look, which was just hair, which can be changed and you can add wigs. But that, that almost dictated my personality. 
that it was like, I'm like hip and, and, you know, fun and sassy. And, you know, it's, it, whereas now it's like a little bit softer because of the, the curls, but I, I've got bangs. So I'm still like a little trendy. Like it's, they are choices. I know, I've got to get bangs. You look great with bangs. I love bangs. Um, but I, I don't know if I want them in my face yet. Why don't you get like, um, it's curtain bangs. They're like softer bangs. I just, I don't know what to do with them. This is, we're deciding my haircut today. I think like some curtain bangs would look cute because they're like, they're, they're kind of like, like softer and side bangs. So much maintenance. I don't have the patience for that. Yeah. Can I, I get I hair and makeup coming in every day? Don't tell me hairdresser. You can, <laughs> because otherwise you're going in how, like hair grows. Oh yeah. I mean, look, I, I get my hair cut twice a year, so yeah, it grows, but. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing with the pixie cut, which I loved, but I was going like every, I mean, I would go to a barber shop, but like I was going every four to five weeks because I have curly hair. So when it would grow out, it would get right. like, a little bit goofy. And I, I really didn't like that look. So I, I was, it was a lot of maintenance. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, it, as an actor, you, you only have a certain amount of time to make a, an impression. So your headshots Ooh, are going to reflect what you look like. So if, if, I had a pixie cut at that point. It was kind of putting me in a certain category and I wasn't a big enough or I'm not a big enough actor where it's like, oh, we don't care if she's a pixie cut. She could still be a lead. It was a very different, uh, it, it, was a, it, was a ch it was a choice, but I think that like, I think it helped me when at that point, I think. Yeah, I was listening, but also reading Shaylin's comments. Uh, that in the U.S. market, wigs for auditions is now the norm. Oh, yeah, I've heard of people using wigs for auditions. Why not? I've heard of also people kind of graying it up a bit for auditions if they're doing older roles. You know, because they're like late 40s, but they're getting roles for 60-year-olds, and you go, I'm 60, look how good I look. Hey, they book it, whatever, yeah. Look, if it gets you the role, it gets you the role. And like, whatever, yeah. whatever you gotta do. Yeah. Is there, I mean, I know you're still working and like booking and whatnot, but is there ever a time when you kind of just step back other than like the Mrs. Maisel where you're like, I've kind of feel like you've made it like, I, because you did that Ubisoft, you did the voiceovers. Like you just, I feel as if you're such a well-rounded actor. I think you also do, are you doing writing as well? Like you're just, yeah, am I wrong with that? Uh, okay, you're all over the place. I love uh, it. With my writing partner, we're, we're, uh, we work like every day. So we just hop wow. on and, and write for an hour every day and we're, we're baby writers. Like we've only been writing for like four years, but it's, um, that's a baby writer. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, that's past toddler stage. Okay. Okay. Baby writer. Okay. Toddler, toddler writer. Uh, uh, we, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, we, we today actually have some potentially exciting news. I'm not going to, I don't want to jinx it. So, nope. uh, uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, that has been a really interesting shift. I'm, I'm, it's, it's not even money purposes. Like I, I find that I need to keep busy in other aspects to, to I mean, we, we all get into those head spaces of judging ourselves or feeling like we're not booking enough or mm -hmm. getting stressed about the business side of the industry, no matter what level of, of success we've achieved. It's because it's one of those things where like you book, but then you have to think about the next thing. It's never like, I booked and I mean, some people like they book and they have like a series and that's great. But for me, most of the time it's like, oh, I have this project, it's a short term thing. And then now I need to audition again, which is what most actors go through. And- uh, So not it, like a Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy kind of thing. Oh yeah. my God, can you imagine? I, I, don't, I don't know because she's pretty much 
gone through med school and then some with all the random medical knowledge she has. No, I, that's discounting doctors. But I don't, would you feel stuck in a role for what is it, 17 seasons now? What, where are they? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, but also, like, would I care? I, I, is she phoning it love. in? I don't know. I haven't watched the show. In like yeah, I, I, I kind of stopped. So. There were certain characters that once they were gone, I go, oh, that's a shame. So, but, but the fact that to have that longevity, it, it's, look, it's, 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 you I, know what it's also, it's not just children, 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 children yeah. don't need to work. And that's amazing. It's the, it's the, um, it's the older actors in that series. And I remember reading that they thought that it, you know, their career was done. And then they got that role on Grey's. And their career, because they've been on since the beginning as well. And you go, wow, they just something completely unexpected. And I just, do you have something that, like, can you imagine just getting something and going, I didn't expect this. And then it just takes your career on a whole other level. And um, I, oh. I don't think that's happened to me just yet. I mean, the, the Ubisoft game was a really lovely experience and like uh and a, a big surprise because uh like i don't, I don't want to get too into it because i don't think i'm supposed to talk about it but like oh no that's fine there's ndas yes that's <laughs> the NDA. said it's you don't don't but but like I, I had auditioned for it and had let it go and then it came back to me so it was one of those where i wasn't expecting to work on it and um and it was a really long process because the game changed a couple of times while I was working on it. So we did a bunch of re-records and I was working on it during the pandemic from home. And then we went into studio and like, I really love the character. Like she's such a dork and so cute and just like, like me personified. <laughs> and like, uh, it was a really cool experience to be involved in in that capacity and not just do like a random character that shows up for one scene or like a like a npc character where like you just kind of like randomly right? saying stuff but yeah. um i i don't think that changed my career but it made me feel not even feel i i can do that do you know what I mean? It kind of gave yeah. me that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, I got cast as that, and I can pull it off, and I have achieved a certain level of expertise. And I don't want to say success. It's my skill set has gotten to the point where I can I can carry a lead of a video game. Now it was a specific kind of lead. It was a little a little bit more uh, animated than some other video games, but it was still a video game, and it. It did fairly well, and people reacted really well to the character. And people, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know if that's going to lead to more leads. But as this industry is so hard, and there's so little feedback, and there's so little yeah. um, back padding moments, and it was just one of those like, yeah, I can do this, I can do it. So it, it that that felt good. That's I've heard the recording process is quite intense. It and, can be. It can yeah. be very intense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's, again, time is money, right? So know your stuff. But know your stuff. Uh, that is like a whole other ball game. Like it's yeah. it's. Uh, I I think that that is like, you really gotta let go and just be it. Like because because video games are so close to film now. Yeah. Uh, especially it's very with real. You gotta mm -hmm. really like be truthful in the moment right away. So it's uh like you you, you can't 
I, I hear in video games when people sound fake and it's very jarring because you got to remember when, when gamers are, or when people who game are, are playing, a lot of the times they've got their headset on and they have your voice right in their ear. They're not just like watching it on TV. Some people watch on TV. So if there's any sort of fakeness, they're going to hear it right away from my experience or from like when I've watched or played video games. So, uh, I, I, I think that's so important. Like just being able to, I mean, that's like a whole other chat, but like, it's no, it's hard, no, it's I, hard I, yeah, to do. It is for sure. And that for, you were in My Little Pony or something? What was the cute animated one that you did before? Oh, Fingerlings. Finger, okay, it sounded like a cute, it gave me a little My Little Pony vibe maybe. Uh, but there was like such a cute, yes, that's what it was. It was Finger, your voice is adorable. Did you just kind of grow up and know you're adorable? I, I'm just hearing it, and I smile when I heard your demo. I thought, it's just so cute. Gigi the Unicorn is uh, possibly my favorite character that I've ever played. Uh, she's, it's on YouTube if anybody wants to see it. It's so the, cute. There's three shows. It's the Fingerling Show, uh, the Fingerling's Tales, and then Hanging with Gigi. And uh, it was for... Uh, uh, like these toys that they came out with, it was called fingerlings, and like they were toys that you put on your fingers. And uh, she was she was just insane and on high on candy all the time. And I just I that that director Kevin let me do whatever came to my mind and just completely encouraged me to be as crazy as possible. And I've never had that experience before, and it was just a blast and I'm I was hoping that we would get picked up somewhere that was unfortunate but it is on YouTube so it exists and people can watch it if they want so it's uh, I mean it exists that's already a huge step right oh yeah I think, I think of all the stuff I recorded I go I will never see that okay well that was fun yeah yeah I mean we put out so much into the world so it's it's uh it is nice sometimes when you you, you get it back and, and you get to just express yourself in some way shape or form yeah, it was great. I loved it. Uh, I clearly didn't remember the name, but I just remember smiling. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> now she loves fun... candy. Oh my God. Yeah. So she's, uh, I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be in your house when you're practicing that role. There's so many voices I do at home and my husband's like, just do it when I'm at work. I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when we did the Ubisoft thing, cause we weren't like, recording for real for real but we were doing uh something called the scratch shape so it was just for the animators to basically get them started because studios weren't open so uh we just recorded at home and we had to we patched in so you had to it wasn't like me just recording it was like i could hear the director and all the stuff that i was doing at my in my home studio was being recorded on their end and like my poor husband and my poor cat were i like that we did like five or six recording sessions from home and my poor neighbors at that point because I was like like dying or like screaming or being set on fire and or I don't think I was being set on fire but like like falling from like 20 feet like uh it it, it do you have a sign on your door no, uh, I just recording I always think I should, especially when it comes to a scream or something and then it's late at night I don't know what to do uh so I, I usually wait till the next day, but I should just have a sign. Okay. Wait, uh, during the pandemic, when I uh, I had to go to Montreal for a shoot, and it was at the time where like you had to be secluded in your hotel room, like you couldn't right. leave, and like they would bring you food for breakfast. And 
uh, I had to be there for a week for like one shoot date because of, of testing. So you would test mm. and then do wardrobe. And then anyway, it was, it was a long process at that point. Uh, safe, but a long process. But I got, I got a video game audition when I was there. And I actually went downstairs to the front desk and was like, I'm not murdering someone. I just have a video game audition, which I think is a great way to like cover up an actual murder. So yeah, I'm glad. So that's like a so thriller movie right there. This, okay. If anybody wants to write that. <laughs> that's a really funny scene. Oh my I'm God. I'm not murdering someone. I'm just, I'm doing an audition. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and then, oh no, no, they're not actually dying. They're a very committed reader. That's, that's right. That's right. That, I know there's not a camera. They're hidden. <laughs> oh, that's so dark and ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we have been talking for almost two hours, and that is on me because you're fascinating. And it's your finale. You we got it. I know it's true. Big finale. So we did it. And I'm just so happy that, um, thank you for sharing so much. Is there any, I don't want to cut you off, but also I want you to have your day. But is there any like final thoughts, anything you'd like to share with the people watching, the people that will be watching? Um, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about crafts. Uh, we did. Uh, I, I do coach part-time. So if anyone's interested in, in some help, I coach under Stumac Studios. You can find that on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about me, you can go to my Instagram, uh, or my website or my very, very small Twitter following. <laughs> I don't understand Twitter. I don't think I'm like smart enough to like be relevant on Twitter. Uh, so I'm just scared. My thoughts are going to come back and haunt me. I don't, I have right? too many thoughts. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. So, no one needs to know them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I like, again, like I, I, I think that as an actor, it's a really difficult but really worthwhile profession and I'm really um I'm just really grateful that I'm able to make some sort of my life uh part of the industry and uh yeah I love it and hopefully that came across I don't know <laughs> oh I think it did I think you're full of passion and I just love everything that you have to say I think a lot yeah. of great advice was shared so I mean, thank you for sharing part of your journey, right? It's so, I mean, I'm so, I always have so many more questions even before I end, but that's just part of, we just kind of dipped into learning a little bit about you today and I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. It was fun. I'm getting my guests to sign off because I don't want to sign off, but okay, wait, sign off phrase for you. What's a good sign off phrase? Oh, can you use the voice to sign off and say goodbye? Thank you all for watching, by the way. Uh, the Gigi one? Yeah. Uh... Gigi the Unicorn. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming. And uh, go eat some candy. That was good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That was well said. I'm going to go eat some candy. <laughs> in the words of Gigi. But thanks so much. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.